What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. We are back with a Back to Basics episode, and we're excited. We're talking about the inner planets today. You've got all of us. You've got me, Sierra. You've got me, me, and Martha. And how you guys feeling about this inner planets episode? I'm pumped. I'm excited. I feel like the planets is where you really get into some of the meaty stuff because you start learning about the zodiac signs and like all the archetypes, but it goes, it like gets context once you see what planets you have in which of those signs. Yeah. yeah. Just another layer, just another layer. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. like building those foundations and we already got into the archetypes. We got into the elements and modes. So make sure you check out those back to basic episodes if you haven't already. And also make sure to check us out on our socials. We're on Instagram at the stars made me podcast. And we have our own individual Instagrams. I'm at magical.bookclub. Martha's at divine alignment with Martha. And Mimi is at mimis.me and harveymountain.alchemy. And also check us out on Patreon. We have extra content every single week. And thank you. Shout out to all of our stars, all of our patrons. We love you. love you. Thank you for being (laughs) there with us every week as we go over the transits and talk about all the things. So we really appreciate you. Check us out there. That's patreon.com slash the stars made me do it. And let's let's get into it. Yes, let's. So there are 10 planets uh, to look at, but we're focusing on the five inner planets for this episode just so that we can really give give some good meaty detailed information on these five planets. So those five planets are the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Yeah. And for like astrology versus astronomy, sun and moon count as planets here. Just so we. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The luminaries. Yes. So I like the idea of like, I guess for anyone who's really coming here with basics, basics, the idea of inner planets is, that they're they're closer to us. We feel their energies on a more day-to-day basis. So you think of mm-hmm. the actual moon and sun affecting us and our life on the regular, you know? And yeah. and so those are the closer planets to us and they move faster. And so they change their energies more. We feel that energy changing more. And so we're going to get into um, what those energies are. And then, you know, you apply that to how they show up in your birth chart. And I feel like people with basics that are just getting into it, they're like, oh, I'm a Sagittarius sun. And then we were like, oh, wait, there are other planets involved. Like we have other planets. So this is a really cool part, like Mimi said, where you get into the meaty bits of it. We are getting into like, oh, realizing that it's more than just your sun sign in astrology. So let's do it. Yeah, because once you have like the sun when you just know sun sign astrology, that means there's only 12 different kinds of people in the world, which is certainly not the case. But then you add the moon and already that's exponentially grown to 144 different versions of or different archetypes of how a person can be. And then you add another planet and there's, I'm not going to pretend I know the number. And then, you know, you're you the math going one, on you on. know I it. Was, I, <laughs> I was going to be so I was, impressed. I was waiting <laughs> for it. I'm like, I yeah, could have made up a number very confidently. <laughs> <laughs> Not accurately. So that would be my butt astrology coming through. But yeah, like you said, with the inner planets, they touch us on a much more personal level because they move so much more quickly than all of the other planets, right? Like there are some planets that spend 15 years. No, there was a planet that spends 15 years in a sign, whereas the sun only lasts in a sign for about 30 days and the moon lasts in a sign for two and a half days, you know? So it's so much more specific about how they are going to affect us because they fluctuate and they change so much more regularly. Yeah. Yeah. And we can think of these planets as affecting us regularly on a daily basis, which is like transits, which is what we get into over on Patreon. But then you can also apply it to your personal birth chart. So, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. This is great. I feel like I fit all the Sagittarius qualities. Yes. But then when we get to moon signs, oh my gosh, I'm a Capricorn moon. What does that mean for me and my personality? Where does Capricorn show up in my life? And then you realize how, oh my gosh, moon emotions. This makes so much more sense. I feel like this is the part when you get into the planets is the part where you feel seen. And that's the part Mm -hmm. that so many people I feel like stop at when they're like, oh, astrology, whatever. I've never related to being a cancer before. And then you get your moon sign, you get that Mercury, Venus, Mars. And it's like, okay, all right. That's we've, we've targeted you down a little bit more. It Mm. is totally where you start to feel seen. Yeah. So let's get into it. Starting with the sun. The sun is what everybody knows and kind of assumes is all of their astrology when really the sun has 
it has a major purpose in the chart. It is your sense of purpose. It's the way that you express yourself creatively. It's the connection to your ego. So it's like this much more expressive, more what we would call masculine energy because it's energy that you put outside of yourself. And if you think about the sun, it's hot. It radiates warmth. And so you radiate this energy from the sun as well. And you think about how the sun gives life to the entire planet. That's sort of the life force energy within you too. It's a motivating factor. It's what drives you. Yeah. And as you were saying that, it made me think of like, if you're playing a video game, you're playing the Sims, like this is the character that you make. It's your sun sign. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's yep. more, there's more motivation that goes on there. You can like decorate your house differently. You can pick a different job, whatever it is, but like the character that you choose. That's your sun sign. You show up the in the world. Character. The main, main character. The main character energy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess this is a good time to say that each planet rules over a zodiac sign. And mm-hmm. Leo is ruled by the sun. Yes. Uh, main character energy. <laughs> Says the Leo. Says the Leo. <laughs> we all have Leo placements. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in astrology, we're looking at how all of the planets are orbiting Earth or like orbiting around Earth. But in astronomy, like we all rotate around the sun, like the sun is the center of the universe. So we're all looking to the sun for um, for that life, for just energy and for motivation. Yeah. And also your center. Yeah. And if there are tarot people here as well, like that sun card, you know, is that that joy and that, you know, childlike energy. And Mm -hmm. that shows up as well with the sun as an energy in astrology. And you can also see, like Mimi said, the sun sign is what we normally learn first. And that's what Mm -hmm. we normally know. And and it's the it's the like, you know, the the horoscope that we look to, even though we want to look to our rising. But, you know, that's what we like look at <laughs> the sun sign. But also, if we think about it as, you know, not just our personal astrology, but what's going on around us when the sun is in let's say, you know, Aries, because at the beginning of the zodiac year, we feel all of those energies in that moment. So like the sun mm-hmm. shows up, we feel that in the season that we're in, you know, it's Aries season that that means the sun is in Aries at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the so, themes that like global yeah. themes that are kind of happening at that time, the life force of that month are then the Aries themes when the sun is in exactly Aries, yeah. but then it switches yeah. when it goes into Taurus and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah, the sun is the, the our galaxy's spotlight, and it's going to enlighten the themes of whatever zodiac sign it's currently in. Yes. I feel like a good, if you're wondering a little bit more about your sun or how to connect to your sun, you know that saying when people are like, recenter yourself. It's like whatever you come back to in that moment is that sun sign within yourself. Mm, interesting. Recentering like for yourself. example, I'm a Leo son. So whenever someone's like, oh, you got to recenter yourself, come back to yourself. I always like come back to my heart within me because Leo is ruled by the mm-hmm. heart and <sighs> I like to create from my heart. So that's where I come back to. So maybe like a Taurus will come back to like, okay, I need to center myself. Let me get back into my garden and like get on my hands and knees and play in the dirt, like something like that. It's like what recenters you in life mm. is that life force energy from the sun. I love that because when I recenter myself, I'm a Sagittarius. And when I recenter myself, when I need to, I'm like, I have my little optimistic phrase of reminding myself, look, I'm a lucky person and things always work out. And I just need to Mm -hmm. change the attitude. I need to shift back into that place of, you know, assuming the best. And that's so true. When I do like get back to me, when I feel myself off kilter, that's what I come back to is just the like assumption that everything is going to work out even better than I could imagine. And then it does because that's, that's my, I don't know. That's my key. Yeah. That's your mantra. That's my mantra. Yeah. I also like to think of the sun as like the story arc of your life. And so some people, um, you know, I feel like it wavers throughout your entire lifetime of how connected you are to your sun sign. And so Mm. your sun sign can also be the lessons that you are really embodying throughout your life. For example, I'm an, I'm an Aries sun. And as a child, I connected to Aries. I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm aggressive and I'm loud and I can be a lot, but, but now I'm sort of discovering new facets of Aries and 
I'm just on this journey of self-discovery when it comes to those Aries themes. So I feel like your sun sign is what, how you're constantly evolving through each theme of that Zodiac sign. For sure. For example, an Aries will always come back to the lesson of needing to find their own independence. A cancer will always come to the life lesson of learning how to express their emotions and express what's happening within their inner world. Um, So each sign has those themes throughout their life. A Leo is going to need to learn how to come to their creation and learning how to create art and create from their heart space and losing that is part of that journey Mm. for all the signs. And exactly what Sierra just said with the Sagittarius, not feeling optimistic and then having to come back into that mindset. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that in addition to what you said, Mimi, about the story arc being like discovering different different facets of it because a huge part of Sagittarius and like my life for sure uh, is is traveling and exploring. But I do find myself, you know, much more in a place of exploring my inner world, exploring my my like it's also about philosophy. It's also about mm-hmm. personal uh, views, personal beliefs, personal truth. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. that Sagittarius theme is optimism for me. Sometimes it's personal truth. Sometimes it's, you know, whatever exploration is in that Mm -hmm. moment. And I love that idea because that is our sun sign. When we are centering back to that, it is that main character energy, that main self-expression and sense of purpose. And just like we talked about in that archetypes episode, there's so many different facets to each of those signs and so it's not like even if we did just blandly you know put out their blanket statement there are 12 signs there's still so many nuances within each of those signs yeah yeah I also love the sun being the inner child and looking at what interested you as a kid. Like, where did you feel like expressing yourself as a child? Because ultimately what we're all doing as adults is just trying to reconnect with that inner child before, you know, before we felt suppressed or like something was wrong with us or whatever, you know, like before society said, these are the rules you need to follow. Like looking at your inner child and where did you express yourself as a kid? And I think it's kind of fun to like observe zodiac like sun signs in children for exactly that it's what they naturally gravitate towards without you know without feeling like there are rules put on them i really like that and also want to ask a question about that because i we're, i know we're getting into moon next but i often mm-hmm. see children as expressing their moon signs a lot more mm-hmm. externally than as adults. And so that's something where I agree with everything you said, but I also think that the moon comes in a lot to play with our yeah. child. I feel child. like they're a concentrated expression of both of them. Yeah. And you know? their rising sign. I, f- I feel like all of their placements are just really saturated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We can dive into that more. I just I, because I the, love that. I think you're idea. right. Like you see the moon in a child, but the things that they do and the activities that they choose, right? That's that yes. more masculine external sun energy is the things they do and what motivates them and where they find creativity and fun and a form of expression. Yeah. That's not their moon sign. That's going to be their sun sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think it depends on where you see kids. Yeah, like I know we talked see- about like the playground and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, the way I see my daughter in our home versus the way I see her at her school, very Mm -hmm. different. So I think they all are expressed really accurately in childhood. They don't have a we don't have any coping. Yeah, we don't have any um, like trauma responses or survival mechanisms on us yet, hopefully, as children. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, what we do later on, but not when they're very young. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the moon. The moon sign is um is the opposite of the sun, right? The moon only comes out in darkness and it is its own light in its own way, but it's much more sensitive. So the moon rules the way that we handle our emotions. It rules our emotional patterns and also our emotional needs, which kind of brings us to like your soul's path and how you how you take care of your emotional needs or how your emotional needs are taken care of. Uh, it also rules your intuitive self because the moon is instinctual. 
Um, it's d the divine feminine and uh, it also rules your emotional memory, which I love. This was a discovery that we had very recently that we had always talked about the moon ruling memory. And I was like, I've got this Taurus moon. I feel like my memory should be really good, but I have horrible memory, but I have a really strong emotional memory. And so that is where I felt like I finally connected to the moon ruling memory. Um, and it rules cancer. Yeah, which is the archetype of the mother, which is just, mm -hmm. you know, those emotions again and that yeah, relationship yeah. to the mother. Do we yeah. want to touch on why you thought you would have a good memory with a Taurus moon about the exaltations yeah. and the. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a whole other episode talking about exaltations. Um, but essentially, the moon is most. Uh, strongly expressed through the sign of Taurus. So with that, I would assume that, okay, so then my memory should be very good. Uh, but turns out my my logical memory, which we'll get to when we get to that planet, is is not in a very like, productive <laughs> <not> sign. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, thinking about moon ruling cancer too, like the moon is so sensitive and there's a need to protect it and so really you only as adults we only show our moon to people that we're really comfortable with or when we're in a setting like our home which cancer also rules so your moon is really going to come out when you are most comfortable or when you're alone it's the things that you do when nobody is watching and you realize you're being the most authentic version of you whether it's uh whether it's something you love or not and uh and also, yeah, that protective energy, that cancer really needing to protect their emotions and making sure that they're only allowing those um, into that heart space or into that soul space. Yeah, I really see it as like your true self because it's mm -hmm. it's when you live with someone and they see all of your weird and bad and all of the above emotion <laughs> habits that you have. Those are yeah. from your moon sign. <laughs> yeah. If I'm yeah. like rolling with that analogy of this is the character that you make in a video game as your sun sign, like your moon sign was the one who made that character. <laughs> like you're the behind mm -hmm. the scenes one. You're the actual behind the scenes creator there. It is, you <laughs> yeah. know, that that internal emotional. Yeah. And and it's just that's why I feel like when we discover our moon signs, that's when we feel the most seen with astrology mm -hmm. because we're like oh this is how i am because my son yes this is how i am but then this is the oh this is how i really am this is how i am deep down and it's the thing that i don't know the the kind of craving that all of us have on some level of being seen the moon is so hidden like you said it comes out in darkness and so that's why only those really close people in our lives get to see that really you know, deep inner part of us. And like my example mm -hmm. being this external Sagittarius travel optimism, let's do it. And then internally it's like, okay, uh, responsibility. And I love what you said. Um, the, the reaction, I don't remember exactly what you said, the, your kind of em emotional reaction to something, instinctual. maybe instinctual reaction. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that just made me think, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think of a Sagittarius being the person to go to in a crisis, but um, the Capricorn moon of the group, heck yes, if there's something that goes on, my instinctual reaction is to take charge, make sure everybody's okay, and we are going to absolutely be in leader position because everything needs to be taken care of right now and we can deal with emotions later. And so that's where you mm -hmm. see what is that instinctual emotional reaction where, you know, that you that's when you get to really see the people that you know really well come out and I am just I love learning people's moon signs and sorry I'm like yeah. really tangenting here but the the last thing that I wanted to say before I forget is that back to how we said sun signs and then the actual sun in the sky the moon is the fastest moving thing in the mm -hmm. sky and so we get affected by those changing of moon signs more than we get affected by anything else or we we can notice the changing of energies more because the moon yeah. moves very quickly yeah, it fluctuates. Yeah, we should say the moon, like, well, I guess I did say earlier, but the moon lasts in a sign for two and a half days and the sun lasts in a sign for 30 days. So the math kind of maths out and the sun sees the moon in all of the zodiac signs while the sun is in the same zodiac sign. So we have the opportunity or the possibility of a sun sign having any of the moon signs. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can be an Aries sun with an Aries moon, Taurus moon, Gemini moon, mm-hmm. like all of the different moons. You have that possibility. Exactly. So you have the yeah. possibility of whatever your sun being externally to have a completely different element mode, you know, season, uh, mm-hmm. internal coming out with those yeah. emotions. So then the next planet is Mercury. And Mercury rules our perception. It's the way we communicate with people. It's our intelligence. And then it's also rules over our early childhood education, your curiosity as a kid. And um, Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. So it rules over two zodiac signs. And yes, go back and listen to that archetype if you want more information of how that is expressed but but even just saying that it speaks a lot to what mercury is as a planet and the way that it can show up in so many different ways it has so many different dualities and so many different facets to it that it can be like that it can rule virgo which is an earth sign like an earth sign and then gemini which is an air sign Mm mm-hmm yeah, I feel like we've talked about Mercury so much because we're in our Mercury season right now. So I'm trying to think like how, yeah, how do we express it in a new way? But also this is an episode for people to discover all of the planets. So, I mean, if you want to learn more in depth about Mercury and your Mercury sign, go listen to your Mercury episode too. find out mm-hmm. what sign your Mercury is in. Um, but I, what I find like, what I always come back to with Mercury is that like perception is the lens that we wear when we are watching reality unfold in front of us and like once you realize that every single person has a different way of perceiving reality I feel like that just like blows people's minds or it blew my mind when that first like clicked um that the way that I see a situation is through the lens of Aries where somebody else is going to see the exact same situation from a totally different angle and have a totally different perception of what happened yes Yes. And also the the sign of Mercury. So like we said, you can have a sun sign and pretty much any of the moon signs. It doesn't matter in which order they mm-hmm. go in like that. There's a possibility for that. But with Mercury, you're you're either going to have the same Mercury sign as your sun sign or you're going to have the sign before it or after it. So there's really only three possibilities for you to express and express that Mercury sign. So You know, using myself as an example, as a Sagittarius, I could have a Sagittarius Mercury, which I do, or I could have Scorpio, which comes before Sagittarius, or I could have Capricorn, which comes after Sagittarius. And so that Mm -hmm. also changes things because me as a Sagittarius with the Sagittarius Mercury, my way of perceiving, my way of communicating, my, you know, the curiosity and all of that is aligned with my main character energy. And yet there are possibilities. It would be a completely different story if I had this lens of Scorpio in comparison to a lens of Sagittarius. And so that's another reason why you meet people and you're like, oh, you're like, you're a Sagittarius too. We don't, we're not the same at all. It's like, yes, because we process things in a completely different way. And so that's, Mm. this is the processing part. And this is the communicating, the teaching. And it's really, I don't know. I, I feel like it's the brain power. This is the brain. It's the operating system in the computer. It's like how you process the information that's coming through. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like a really good example since it's an action, like since we're a podcast, people are listening to our Mercury signs when we're talking. I am a Leo Mercury. So I talk very animated and a little bit crazy sometimes. (laughs) Mimi has very like sharp, precise um, serious <laughs> information no not real serious. quick you're funny you're real quick, quick. you're yeah. smart and everything's mm-hmm. precise and you can like jump in conversation when your like thoughts are right there and sierra has like a super optimistic point of view on like everything we're talking Bringing about in the analogies <laughs> yeah and the analogies mm-hmm. um yeah so like us just when you're listening you can hear all of our mercury signs any podcast you listen to you're gonna hear the people's mercury signs as they're talking yeah yeah Yeah. it's how they're relaying information yeah Mm -hmm. i really like Uh, that thanks for being the spotlight of the group Mm, miss leo (laughs) (laughs) should Um, also say mercury is going to last about three weeks in a sign and then but if it goes retrograde it can actually last three times as long so it'll actually last nine weeks in a sign yeah 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, we can get into Mercury retrograde another day, but I feel like so many people listening, especially in the beginning of discovering astrology, you've heard, oh my God, Mercury retrograde. And if you think about it, everything we just talked about, communication, perception, intelligence, curiosity, that whole, you know, there's also that element of like short distance travel that comes in, you know, with Mercury there. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we're like Mercury's retrograde, it's just that a lot of those things that are part of our daily processing feel like they're moving backwards. And so that's how we can, you know, we'll get into a full, like that's not for this conversation, but when you hear the term Mercury retrograde and you start to understand what Mercury means, and then you think of all those things moving in a weird way, you know? Instead of all the things being external, they start being internal. So instead of you like communicating outwardly to people about things, you might just be like, start like thinking about them in your head. That's how I see Mm -hmm. Mercury retrograde. I feel like we we had to say we already started talking about it. We couldn't just be like we can't talk about it. I feel like the mom who's like, you'll know when you're older. Like that's not the conversation yes. for right now. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're right though. You're right though. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, I like Mercury for like the way that you stimulate 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 your mind, the way that you like mm. the way that you're curious, how you seek out mental stimulation. And also, yeah, like how you physically verbalize how you uh, like what vocabulary you use think about like if someone is a pisces mercury they're going to be more poetic and more flowy if someone's a taurus mercury they're more likely to communicate through body language or if you're an aries mercury like mm-hmm. me you probably just say like a sentence really fast and you're like okay on to the next <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> with that on to the next planet <laughs> i'm done with this <laughs> In true Aries Mercury fashion. Well, we are moving on to Venus. And so Venus, I also feel like is one that everybody's got a little bit of knowledge on. Uh, Venus, it's all about love, but it's also big one is it's all about your values it's about finances Mm -hmm. it's about relationships yeah that's such an umbrella like values is such an umbrella for everything else yes you're right everything else can fall under that category relationships creative pursuits the love the finances everything that you value and it is the ruler of both taurus and libra and so we see those like we think of venus we think of beauty like just thinking of the goddess venus that many of us know about like you know and so we think of Taurus beauty versus Libra beauty is a completely different type of beauty, yet they are both exact. They fit perfectly under that umbrella mm-hmm. as well. And so it's just expressed differently in those signs. But Venus, that is when it comes to our values, Venus values. I feel like that's the best way to remember it. Double mm-hmm. V. Yes. <laughs> Double V. <laughs> yeah. Venus is going to tell you what you're looking for in relationships and And more broad than that, it's what you're looking for to feel good. Venus is about pleasure. I mean, think about like ruling Taurus, which is so sensual, and Libra, which just wants harmony and balance and beauty in more than just like the aesthetic way. It wants like a beautiful life and wants to live in like a a land of beauty. I feel like Venus is where we seek that sense of contentment and pleasure and and both, I mean, both Venus and Mars uh, tell us about like our sexual drive and like what we seek from our sex life. And I feel like Venus is much more about the indulgence in pleasure and and Mars will get into like the other side of that. Yeah. And and that is definitely something, you know, I think of in we think of in romantic relationships when we think of Venus, but it really because of that value that comes there it really stems to all relationships what is it that we value and the creative pursuits also it makes so much sense here because if mm-hmm. you think about that i mean our creativity comes down to that there's all there is an element of making something there. out of nothing yeah and and what we find to be what we need to express what we find you know quote unquote beautiful and beautiful is is so different to each individual person and Mm. i just think of like the the creative things that we are doing in our lives the creative things that we are you know discussing with people what we value somebody else does like i you know with a sagittarius venus i value 
freedom. Yes, I am a Sagittarius, but I also have a Sagittarius Venus. So in a relationship, it's so extra important to me. If I was a Sagittarius with a different Venus that was a little bit more like maybe with a Scorpio Venus, that's a lot more um, wanting to be with that person all the time. Sagittarius Venus, that freedom and independence is a value that I have. And it's something that I, I also think it's important to note that it's both a giving and receiving. I, because it's something I value, it's something that I give. It's like love languages. You know, you most Mm -hmm. often show your love language. You show the language that you also want to receive. If you are a words of affirmation person, you're probably giving people words of affirmation. And so that's that I also like to apply to Venus, the way in which you give or the way in which you like to receive is most often the way in which you give it as well. I also see Venus as like, if there's a bunch of art galleries, it's which art gallery show yes. you're going to go to depends on yes. your Venus. I was, for example, yes. For example, yes. I'm a Leo Venus. I'm obsessed with like really bright colored art. Like I'm a big like folk art person. And I feel like that speaks exactly to a Leo Venus, like big, bold, like expressive expressive yeah like nothing like mutable about it nothing muted Mm -hmm. yeah I was just thinking about how Venus is like if you wanted to express yourself artistically that's the way that you're going to express your art like Venus and Gemini you might express your art through your words and like through spoken word maybe or uh like Venus let's see what else Venus and Taurus like you could express through pottery or, you know, even through gardening, like it doesn't have to be an agreed upon like art style, but the way that you're going to create things, maybe you really enjoy the garden. I'm also thinking of like my Venus and Aquarius husband and like his means of expressing was like blank walls and an off-centered dolphin poster, you know, like you, <laughs> Aquarius is never the expected. <laughs> And so, yeah. you know, like, and, and that's just something where, yeah, exactly. We all express it differently. I love the art exhibit example. Love. And I have another example. If you think of your very perfect day in the whole entire world that you could possibly do, that's your Venus too. Ooh. Like, like a relaxed day, like a vacation day. Like I'm like, yeah, put me on the beach under the sun, Leo mm. Venus. And then yeah. I would like to go to a concert maybe at night. Like I, there's no more happiness that I feel than like being at a concert and like swaying to the music. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say that sounds, I would like put that to Venus and moon, but my Venus and my moon sign are the same. So that would explain. I was going to put that to your Venus and where your Venus lives in your chart, which is again, for when you kids are older, because I feel like that is, that's for (laughs) my Venus. For when you've graduated. (laughs) We'll get into that later, but yeah. So there's Venus for you. Yeah. And we should also talk about like the other um, value is finances, like your physical resources, because Venus can feel very conceptual. And it's like, it's what makes you feel good. It's how you are creative. But it's also the way, again, like the way you handle your resources and the value that you put maybe on your resources. So maybe it doesn't say like the way that your finances are physically going to be, although it certainly can, but it's also the way that you approach finances, the way that you handle your money and your resources. Yeah. 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 Maybe if you have like a Libra Venus, you're like, I'm going to buy that really expensive designer bag because I want it. (laughs) Or you're really good at balancing your checkbook. Oh, I was going to call them out, but. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, there's a light side and a shadow side to everything. (laughs) I'm like, that is so real because my Sagittarius Venus over here is like, you know what? When Sierra buys a candle, she buys eight. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I buy like a pen, I buy seven pens. But at the same yeah, time, literally. Op- optimism where I'm like, you know what? It's going to work out. And you know what? It normally does. So we and got that. <laughs> so we got that like more is more. We can't just buy one candle. We need seven. But we also have that like, you know, everything's going to work out attitude. So, man, I'm I'm cool with my Sagittarius mm-hmm. Venus. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. No worries. Yeah. yeah. But that could be bad for it someone who's like like that could be gambling. It could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Overindulgence. Yep. Exactly. Well, yeah. shall I move on to Mars? Yes. Yeah. So this is the last of the inner planets. 
And Mars is all about action, desire, sex drive, motivation, aggression. And I, yeah, I think of the, my brain immediately goes to with Mars, I think sex, aggression, and how you get shit done. That's what Mm -hmm. I think of. And so it's also, I mean, we think about our drive is our drive in our daily life. And it also translates to your sex drive, but it's just the way it's that, it's that engine. It's the, how we're doing the things. And so Mm -hmm. that's totally different. It's totally, it's weirdly somehow totally different from how we are, how we process, how we value. It's how we are literally doing the things. And so it rules Aries and Scorpio, which is that Mm -hmm. really there's an intensity to Mars. Yeah. And speaking to aggression, that can also be like assertion, the ways in which you assert yourself or when you're in the face of confrontation, how you handle that situation. And so for me, for example, I'm an airy son. You would think that I would handle confrontation with maybe some brash, direct, angry communication. But bitch, you know, I'm going to cry because I'm a Pisces Mars. Like (laughs) I cannot handle confrontation because that Pisces Mars is like, hold on, I just want us all to get along. And like, if we don't get along, I'm going to cry. So yes yeah (laughs) and that was the perfect example of that when Mimi and I were together in person and we were in this store and we like wanted to ask if we could see whatever the thing was Mm, and I was like yeah should we ask and you were like I mean I don't know whatever you want to do um you don't we don't have to I don't know (laughs) and I was like where did that come from like I don't want to upset anybody (laughs) (laughs) and I was like well if we don't ask we don't know. I've got a Gemini Mars. I'm curious <laughs> AF. I'm like, if we don't mm-hmm. ask, we don't know. So I'm going to ask yeah. them. And that was just a really funny way where normally you think of the Aries being like, bam, yeah, let's do it. Let's ask. But then that Pisces Mars came in and was like, I don't know. I don't want to upset anything. There are like emotions mm-hmm. getting involved now. And then the Gemini, which is the airy, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> whatever, it doesn't matter. Let's just go check it out. <laughs> so it's exactly. very, yeah, it's the way in which you do things. And I also think of like, I don't know. For some people are able to sit down and do a task. I am not one of those people. I have a Gemini Mars. I'm a multitasking, like madness magician over here. I'm just doing 17 million things at one time. And like, they'll mostly eventually get done, but yeah, I cannot. It it, it just makes me mm. get things done better. I get things done better if there's a multitasking element because there's that Gemini stimulation going on. And so yeah. it's kind of like how you feel how you realize that you get things done in the best way is when you like feed into that Mars sign. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like knowing your Mars is super important as someone in the workforce or just like working or like being at home, Mm -hmm. like trying to get stuff done. If you know about your Mars, you know how to work efficiently. And that's Mm -hmm. not like just at work I'm saying like at home or like packing your suitcase being productive yeah all of the all of the things I would also Mars is concentrated energy it rules Aries which is just like the energizer bunny so Mars is how we expend our energy it's also going to tell us like if you need like if you have an Aries Mars you're going to know that you have so much energy you probably need an outlet for it right do some kickboxing or something like that if you have uh, Taurus, Mars, maybe your energy is a little bit more subdued. The The actions that you take are much more of a sensual nature just to feel connected to Mother Earth, to connect to yourself sort of things and to connect to your senses. And I your feel like with my Mars, if maybe if you work for like two hours and then take a 30 minute break, then work <laughs> another hour, take a 15 minute break. <laughs> Martha has a Libra Mars. <laughs> Lots, <laughs> of breaks. Lots of breaks in the day. And speaking to Sierra, how you were saying like that your Gemini Mars kind of influences the way that you take action for my Pisces Mars, I have recognized that I cannot take action if it doesn't feel aligned and like forcing something is so draining for me, which is a very Pisces theme of having to be in a flow and let your action be fluid. Yeah. Yeah. I would also attribute Mars often to be like, like you were saying about um, Aries and maybe kickboxing, I would attribute that to, it doesn't have to just be sports, but the way in which like you are moving your body, the energy that's Mm -hmm. going on. And that's a whole nother talk again for like a retrograde talk. But I think that the activities in which you find energy flowing in you to be the best suited for you, it's to look at your Mars sign. And, you know, I just 
it it is a totally different feeling if you've got that you know cardinal and and fiery Aries like we need to go for it we need to go for it now we need a quick way to get things out whereas if you do have that more you know you have to feel into you probably get in flow when you're doing whatever your activity of choice is is there's mm-hmm. such a flow and and I really need to be brain stimulated whatever activity mm-hmm. I'm doing I mean I'm I'm an archer that is so mental game that is the biggest mental game like I've already got the upper body strength you can build the upper body strength it's like 80 percent mental game for that sport you know that's the type of energy that we're you know works best in my body for that so I feel like it's a way in which you can find uh that kind of movement as well mm-hmm yeah We should also go back because we forgot to say that Venus can only be two signs away from the sun. So where Mercury can only be one sign away or the sign of the sun, Venus, because it's also in a close orbit with the sun, can only be two signs away. So using Sierra's example, again, as a Sagittarius sun, she could be a Sagittarius Venus, which she is. (laughs) And she could be a Scorpio Venus or a Libra Venus. Those are the two signs before Sag. Or she could be a Capricorn Venus and an Aquarius Venus, which are the two signs after Sagittarius. Yes. Mars is the first inner planet that we don't have this sort of restriction on. You can be any Mars sign, um, regardless of what your sun sign is, because Mars can Mars changes signs about every two ish months unless it goes retrograde. And in that case, it lasts in that sign for like six to seven months. So it like triples the amount of time that it's in that sign. So in those six months, the sun could have traveled all the way to the other side of the zodiac wheel. Yeah. So the Mars, your Mars can be in any sign, regardless of what your sun sign is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've I've have that example of my Mars is yeah. opposite my Sun, which is because mm-hmm. of a retrograde. So yeah. yeah, it could happen in any any sign. Yeah, yeah. Mars is a really fascinating one because I feel like it gives you a lot of internal processing like okay this is how I handle confrontation this is how I feel about self-assertion um this is my own sex drive and like going back to that Venus is how we seek pleasure and Mars is going to tell us more like the physical act of sex and what we seek from that and uh but it also gives us this more external uh information as well because it's like wow this is the energy the physical energy that I have your Mars sign is going to influence how best to expend that energy? What are some really good activities for you to take place or take part in because of the physical energy that you have in your body? Yeah. And if you know you need to like do an assignment, okay, you're, you know, whatever it's, is it a work assignment, a school assignment, a family, you know, whatever it is, you look to your Mercury of yes, how you process that information. But when you're setting yourself up for success, you know, like Martha said, you take breaks during the day, you know that you are going to get things better, get things done better when, okay, I have done some work for work and now I've taken a break. I've done some work for me. I've taken a break. I've done some home things. I've done some cleaning. Like when you are able to balance out the different elements in your life and give energy where energy needs to go in the different elements of your life, that adds that Libra balance to it. I know that I Mm -hmm. need to be doing things. uh, I need to give myself a time period. I need to get this done during this time. And then I move on to another time task because I'm going to get bored. I'm going to get bored very easily. And so I need to, or I need to be multitasking when I'm editing one of these episodes, I'm creating the artwork for one of these episodes. I need to be doing Mm -hmm. two things at one time, or I need to be doing them in short periods of time. And so I feel like your Mars sign is a way to set yourself up for success to get a task done. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also when we're arguing, I mean, it's, it's also that, that, you know, arguing confrontation assertion, like you said, I mean, words are huge for me with a Gemini Mercury. That is what really, really means everything. And that is what I would use. Like that would be my weapon would be words, you know, and mm, that yeah, comes weapon. up Gemini Mars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and like the, I don't know, just having, I don't know. I, I would say that that's the biggest weapon for. I feel like Pisces Mars. doesn't have a weapon. Pisces is the pacifist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, know. Yeah, I feel like my weapon or emotional is mirroring, manipulation, mirroring, which is mm-hmm. just like a weapon against myself. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody has a weapon, guys. I don't know. I, <laughs> I really need my Scorpio moon to come out for me to have like a good weapon. Yeah, exactly. But that's, that's a great thing to know, though, because if you think about it, Mars, like we, you know, we said it rules Aries and the opposite sign of Aries 
is Libra. And so you've got these opposing energies going on in your Mars sign, Martha, where like Mars wants to action, get it done and like has like an opinion and like and really is you know, intense. And then Libra's like, let's just keep it calm. But knowing that Mm -hmm. about yourself is super important for knowing, okay, when something, when I do need to assert myself, the best way for me to get it done is a way that will please myself and other parties, you know, because that's the Mm -hmm. way it will sit well with me the best. diplomatic approach. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so that is a weapon like that. We don't see it as like an aggressive weapon, but it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it is a weapon in order to get, to your end point mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's important to talk about because sometimes i think when we're when we talk about aggressive aggression and how we assert ourselves and stuff in society we just see it in one way but i guess yeah you can be assertive but still be like diplomatic at the same time and absolutely i feel like that's like that's something i'm working on in my head to understand so <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah. other people are too yeah So a little look at just the big picture of all five of these inner planets. We've got two planets, the sun and Mars, which are very much external energy that we're going to see the radiation of the energy. We've got the moon and Venus, which are much more internal energy we're generating from within. And then Mercury is actually the neutral planet. So depending on what sign it's in, it could express itself very much externally, or it could be a much more internal process. And I think that Mercury is both. It's your internal process. And it's the way that you turn that internal process into external words and yeah. how you communicate your internal self yeah you can talk to yourself you can talk out loud you know you can mm-hmm. have that like dialogue going on in your head you can have that dialogue literally going on outside so you have yeah. both going on there and yeah i like looking at that as the more external being the sun and mars internal moon and venus and yeah yeah And now that you have all this information about all these planets, you can go back and listen to our old aspects episode. And for example, like someone who has a moon square to Mercury, maybe, which one of us does, but I'm not going to out her unless she wants to be outed. (laughs) (laughs) Martha has got moon square to Mercury. So that square, we know there's causing tension. The Mercury wants to communicate in this, um, in this lightened, like, showing up way it wants to communicate but because it's forming a square to the moon it's going to have trouble communicating emotion because the moon rules emotion and so now you can look at how these energies in your chart what signs they're in how these planets express themselves you can look at now their relationship with each other and so that is just that added layer so i wanted to shout out that aspect episode because i think we're not going to put out another back to basics aspect episode since we did one recently it's got good information go check it out from a while ago and then you can really look at your planets how they're communicating to each other it's just an extra layer that you are old enough to know about now (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love that though I was recently just like rethinking about how I've got my Venus and my Mars in opposition and Mm -hmm. so I I sometimes show up to these recordings with my lipstick on, with my makeup on, trying to make <laughs> myself look nice. And today I'm like in the sports energy vibe. And I'm like, my masculine <laughs> energy and my feminine mm-hmm. energy are in opposition. They're constantly talking to each other. And they're really, I feel like I do express both of those things. I am either ready to go do some sort of I don't know or look like I'm about to go do some exercise (laughs) or I look like I'm you know like dolled up in my Kate Spade dress with really fun earrings and makeup you know like I have this that it's this you know very the beauty versus like the drive and those are opposing energies in my chart Mm -hmm. and so I I've just been like looking at that myself. And I mean, what I've been to astrology into astrology for however long now. And that's a placement that I've just decided to, you know, an aspect that I'm just Mm -hmm. rediscovering now and how that shows up for me and how those are both equal parts of me. And so even if you are someone here who's been into this from the beginning, and this isn't necessarily a basics episode for you, go back and look at your aspects because it's super fascinating the things that pop out to you at the right time. And, and want to be more, you know, discovered in that moment. Even Mm -hmm. after years of knowing your chart, like you can know so much about your chart and, and discover a new aspect. Like just a few weeks ago, Martha goes, did you know you have this aspect? Even if it's out of sign, it's still an aspect. So that, you know, it, 
like Sierra said, it shows up at the exact time that you're supposed to be connecting to this energy within you. And I think that speaks to the idea that like, once you learn astrology, you should know everything, which is just not the case. We've been nope. doing this for years and like, are, we're still discovering and we're still like, even if you know everything on the surface, then you get to go a layer deeper and know everything one layer deeper. And then you keep just excavating and excavating until you get to just all of this information that you didn't even realize you snowballed into. You didn't realize how much you knew about astrology. So I'm just here to say I'm proud of all of you guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's why this is so great to start back at the basics again, because as we're going back to that surface level, we're like, wait, I totally missed this on the surface level mm -hmm. because I was taking in so much information. And so even if you yeah. excavate real deep and you start back on that surface level, your like peripheral vision has widened now. You know, yeah. and we get so much more information. I always tell my like students to like always go back to the most basic thing you can say, because if you are trying to approach something that that you are newly interested in and you're trying to approach it with like a, a needle point to get straight to the core, that core is actually just a very basic sentence. And so saying, I seek pleasure from blank, and then whatever sign that Venus is in, you write a sentence about it. There is your basic sentence about what that Venus sign says about somebody. Yes. Yes. Bring it back to basics. <laughs> Have we said it enough? <laughs> <laughs> well... I, I really like looking at the inner planets. I like, you know, the idea that they are the energies that affect us more regularly. We feel mm -hmm. their energies changing a little bit more. And so a reminder to all of this, you can look at it in your chart. You can look at it in the sky. If you like looking at it in the sky and see how it is affecting you, reminder to check us out on Patreon. Like what, triple plug this time? And, oh, uh... shit. What a segue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I could have not fucking said that and kept it smooth, but dang, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, check us out on Patreon. We talk about weekly transits every week. Yeah. And tangents. Yeah, we do. And we mm -hmm. tangent over there. Yeah, so if you like our <laughs> astro rambles, it's a, it's like that, except we also talk about like our personal lives and how it's affecting us on a very real personal level. So it's being able to connect what the planets are doing right now to actual human life experience. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been great. I love back to basic planet chatting with you guys. So, okay. uh, Mimi, why did we talk about the inner planets today? Because the stars made us do it. Ah!